grab a beer. We'll put college football in your ear. Let's rock and roll. I got mine. Big Ten backers are here. We are live. We got a championship big-ass dump truck show for you. There's only one game left, so it's definitely dump truck. Come on in. Join us in the comments. Like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. We need your love. We want your love. Give it to me now. Let's go. Talking about the championship game. Think about this, guys. Just think about it for a second. This is the final Pac-12 champions. The final Washington Huskies, who will essentially be, be playing in an all Big Ten national title game. Take this a step forward. This is historic. This There has never been a game like this where it's been all Northern teams. Historically, there's always been a Southern team in the national title game um, since 1998. And there's only been twice where a Northern team's even won it since 1998, and both of those were Ohio State. There was one where it was Oklahoma, so I guess that's debatable. But what do you guys think about this game? Jamie, you got anything on it? Or AJ? Yeah. Anything you want to add? I will say Absolutely. that second time, second time since 2005, an SEC team hasn't been involved in the championship game. Twice, man. That shows their dominance in college football. This is only the second time since 2005. Let's get into these two teams, though. If Michigan wins, <clears throat> this would be their first title since 1997. Pre- BCS era. And what's worse, first time for Washington since 1991. Both these teams haven't seen the playoffs since the B or the national championship game since the BCS era. How about that? That is absolutely crazy, man. What do you got? Insane. These these guys have an historic program. I mean, in in Michigan and in Washington. What do Don't you got for us, Jamie? Spread the love, Steve. Yeah, no, I absolutely I couldn't see this uh, this game coming. I love the matchup. I it's a lot of our rivals right here playing in one game, so it's hard to pick who to root for. But to see the Pac-12 come to an end, put a team in the championship the way they did, the way they fought it out, Big Ten putting it there, SEC, like you said, AJ, we gotta give props to the SEC. They've been putting teams in the championship year after year. I'm happy to say that they're not there and see that. I, I'm glad to see a Big Ten Pac-12 championship. And like you said, soon to be both Big Ten teams and, and a future matchup. These are two teams that really don't play each other a lot. They will be coming soon. You saw their last time playing. Uh, it was a 31-10 to 10 victory. Uh, Michigan winning in 2021. Before that, they hadn't played each other in 23 years. So, this is not a game we see very often, but these are two powerhouse teams. I'm excited, especially after seeing the, those semifinal games. Those were probably the best semifinal games that you could could have put together. I, I didn't expect it, but the way they fought each other tooth and nail to see what's going to come, I hope that that clash is coming for the championship and we get a, a, a mimic of what we just saw last week. Yeah, I mean, that, those semifinal games were the best. I can remember in the college football era, we probably had one or two games that were just as good. But as far as like both of them being good at the same time, absolutely almost never happens. And it did last week. That was an awesome Saturday of football. Not only that, the Wisconsin LSU game kind of added into that. And it's the end of the season. Here we are, man, in the national championship game, Washington versus Michigan. Not only is this the first time in a long time that we haven't had an SEC team in the championship game, but this is also two new players in the national championship game in the playoff era in the, in the BCS era. Like that's amazing to me, man. We got two teams that 
haven't sniffed won the playoffs for Washington and or Michigan getting past the semifinal. And now they're actually in the title game. So super excited, man. Steve, you got anything to add? It's man, it's just changing it up. I mean, this is this is awesome. This is speaking to the parody in college football. I mean, I think part of this is that that COVID year changed things a little bit. People were able to develop a little bit more. The transfer portal is changing the dynamic of college football, like we've talked about. And it's just making college football better. People can go different places. Other teams have a chance. You don't have to necessarily be the number one recruiting team in the nation or even the top five for that matter. Because Washington did it. What have they been ranked in recruiting? And they're there. They're in the ship, baby. Oh, no doubt about it. Hey, man, if you guys are listening, we got 16 viewers in the house as of right now. Keep building, man. Keep building. But hit us in the comments. Tell us what your score prediction for this game is going to be. Let us know. We'll definitely talk about your guys' comments if you guys can give us some good ones anyway. We challenge you. We challenge you. But, man, tell me. Tell me some of your key aspects of this game. Oh, man. I I look at this. There's, there's loaded a loaded question over here. Yeah. Loaded, <laughs> loaded question. You you look at, like, what's the, the key stat that I see here? I see that Michigan – their, their front seven, they've put, they've produced 39 sacks on the season. That's going to be key to this game with Michael Penix. Does he have a clean pocket? Because they have all season. They've only allowed 11 sacks all season is what UW has allowed. He's had a clean pocket. And when you look at the receivers that UW has, if you got a clean pocket, you got an amazing quarterback the way Michael Penix has been playing. You look at that. That defensive line, if they can, if they can keep from um, racking up those penalties, not allowing any sacks, playing good, clean football, that's UW's key to victory. Is truly yeah. relying on that clean pocket, and that's what I see as like the number one matchup that I'm excited about. Hey, let me break that down just a little bit further for you. Absolutely. I mean, you saw that Bama game where they had six sacks and 10 tackles for a loss, that Michigan defensive line that you talked about, most of those sacks were from bad snaps. I mean, those snaps were not anywhere close to the quarterback, right? Mm -hmm. And they're 19th in the nation at 2.7 sacks per game. 54th in the nation for tackles for a loss per game. And they had 10 in that game. So I'm. It's they're averaging 5.9 a game. That game was a little bit of a misnomer. And I think a lot of that's on the center. So with a a great offensive line... Not only that, Go. Alabama's offensive line has struggled all year this year. This was the second time this year that they gave up six sacks or more in one game. So let's not use Alabama as a as an idea of what this defensive line can do against Washington. I mean, this Washington offense is what the Joe Moore winner is like. Come on now, come on now. Yeah. That's, and even if they do key. get in there, even if they get in there, the Phoenix is about as elusive as that prominent list of people who went to uh, Epstein's Island, and better yet that elusive Iowa touchdown. I mean, he has a much better line too. I mean, the number one line in the nation, I feel like he's going to run too. Nice. If they get pressure on him, he's going to start running. Right, me so what's what's some of your keys to this game? I mean, I think you got to start in the trenches. You got to look at that offensive line versus the defensive line. That's always a big key to the game. But after that, I got that advantage as a slight push or slight advantage to Washington. But the turnover margin, the turnover margin is huge. It's a key to the game as always. And uh, uh, this is, I think, Michigan's plus 17 in turnover margin. 
I shouldn't say I think, I know. And Washington's plus two. So turnovers are a great equalizer. And I give that one to Michigan. I mean, they're better at getting turnovers. All right, so here's me. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to break down this game, and I think there's two difference, major differences in these teams. Michigan can le- rely on three different ways to win this game. One is that defense. That defense is absolutely stacked, absolutely loaded. You know, they're the number one team. They've only given up on an average of nine and a half points this year, and that's one playoff game in their belt, too. That's that's amazing. They're also the number two defense when it comes to total yards. This defense is not a joke. It's real. So they can lean on their defense and win this game and beat Washington. They also have Blake Corum. He is the freaking touchdown for him. I mean, this dude just does nothing but score touchdowns. He's built like a bowling ball with tree trunk legs. They can lean on him to win this game. They haven't had to ever lean on J.J. McCarthy to win this game until last week and didn't really rely on him to win the game, but they relied on him in that final drive when he went 75 yards on eight plays to put them in overtime to win that game. So I think there's three ways Michigan can win this game. And unfortunately, I think Washington only has one, and that's Michael Penix. Now, he is the most dangerous of all those. He is the most powerful of all those. And now you could say the wide receiver room for Washington, but without the catalyst of Michael Penix, they don't really matter to me. So it sure. all Washington's one and only chance for this is Michael Penix. If he has a bad game, it's a wrap. I but yeah, and he can't I be throwing turnovers. Ways. Yeah. Yeah, I agree to an extent, but I think that we're discrediting and we don't know a hundred percent if Dylan Johnson is healthy or not. But you look at stats, I, I understand Blake Corm's a man. We we watch him on film, he's a better running back than Dylan Johnson. But the the stats don't lie here. Blake Corum, one thousand one hundred eleven yards. Dylan Johnson, 1,162 yards. He is a weapon. You can't deny that Dylan Johnson's a weapon. If he's not healthy, though, I give you that, that take. I give you that take, and there's there's a lot out there that says he is definitely not 100%. He's going to play. But I don't think – I think earlier in the season, Michael Penix, his passing game, and then eventually they started to truly establish that run game and he he took over. Um, I'm trying to think what game it was, but I remember a game where they they truly needed Dylan Johnson, and they they relied on him. It might have been the USC game where he went over 200 yards. I think it was. That, that is the and USC defense, though. Let's, I, I get yeah, that. Okay. Way, <laughs> all right. Now that I even said that out but loud, but they're I'm coming to the Big Ten, and they are going to announce they're here. Don't get me wrong. Offense. I've been bragging about Johnson since he started going off late in the year. I think he's a good back, but I also think it's easier to do run when you're running in a system of Washington. Like you're not the guy they have to worry about stopping versus Corum. Like that's who you have to stop when you think about he, playing Michigan. That's the prime focus. Absolutely. He, I, you guys are talking about rushing teams and they are both ranked terribly in rushing. I mean, Michigan is the best. They have the edge. They're 61st in the nation where Washington is a hundredth triple digits in rushing yards per game. Yeah, but I think that has to factor in with with the day and age of the Russian quarterback. Neither of these teams have one. You talk about Michael Penix being a factor in the running game. He's rushed for 13 yards on the season. So if if it's going to happen in the championship game, sure. But he's not been a running quarterback all season. J.J. McCarthy has just over 100 yards rushing. It's that's not a factor. But that's that's one of my other keys to the game. The problem is, yeah. is like when you look at quarterback running stats, a lot of times it's a non-factor when you look at it stats. It matters in a game because Sex. they're the ones yeah. who comes up with that third and eight, third and nine first down when they scramble mm-hmm. for it, when the defense is in man and not looking. And both but these also, quarterbacks are capable of doing that. And Penix hasn't done it all year when he was being smart and trying to stay healthy. But now that it's on the line, and you've seen it the last two games, he's picked it up. Yep. 
it's all that. on the line now, and he doesn't have to worry as much about a season-ending injury. This is for all the marbles. This is for a national title. Everyone's going to remember you for how you played in this game. Everyone across the nation. All eyes on me. He's going to run the ball, and he's going to run a yeah. lot because he is. he's still dynamic running the ball. He just doesn't need to do it, and he hasn't needed to do it. I'm curious where you guys' thoughts are. As far as the mind of, of Michael Penix right now, obviously he's worried about national championship, number one, but that NFL draft's coming. You think he gives it all? When that's coming, yes. and that paycheck's coming. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I don't I think you, you hold anything it. back. When when there's a national title on the line, I mean, there's just a different motivation to play in this game. I mean, you're yeah. going to be remembered. You're going to have all the money you want in the world with commercials, with everything that you could possibly think of if you win a national title. I mean, he can hang his hat in Seattle and stay there for the rest of his life if he wants to, right? Yeah. I'm not going to pretend I, I understand NFL drafts and, and how they rank these quarterbacks because he hasn't been a high-ranking quarterback uh, for the draft. And I don't understand. Cause to me, it looks like he is what you need as an NFL quarterback. He can ball place anything. Like he can put a ball anywhere. And I think that's what you need in the NFL. So I don't really understand it, but yeah, he's going to ball out in this game. And if anything, he needs the ball out because this is another opportunity, another chance for him to move up that board. Cause he's not a high ranking quarterback when it comes to the draft. I think and some he, of that comes from a medical one defense. If he obliterates these corners, watch out. He's moving up. Yeah. I think it's just they're waiting for his medical. Once he comes in, they test him. They make sure everything checks out, clears out. It's a lot like MEPS, man. You should know. They're waiting to see if he can get through, and then he'll jump <laughs> up that weird. board quick. And nothing beats yeah. a good all day at MEPS. Yeah, that's fun, right? <laughs> good as it, good oh, as it gets. Man. I think he should work there. Y'all have any other key matchups for this game? Yeah. I, I, I mean – can the Michigan defense defend the pass without Phoenix just dropping balls all over them? You know, it can go right over their fingertips, and it, it's a completion. They can guard him all they want. They can guard a doozy. They can guard uh, Polk. But if the Phoenix just puts the ball where it needs to be, where only a receiver can catch it like he's done all year, it doesn't matter if you're right in good position or not. I, I agree with you there, Steve. I think you look at that. They haven't seen a passing offense like this anywhere across their schedule. I mean – you're looking at I got that broken down for you if you want. Oh, I'll you let him go. definitely let him take go. it away. Go ahead, Steve. So, all right. All right. Where are we at here? The Huskies are first in passing, 350 yards per game through the air, but they have not faced anyone in the top 50 in passing except for number 21, Maryland, and number 30, Ohio State. The rest of them are mm-hmm. below top 50. I mean, they just yeah. haven't had a lot of balls in the air against them. Their defense is great on paper, and they've been playing Big Ten defenses, and I think they are great in general, but I think that those numbers are inflated by playing teams like Iowa and all that and just in running that through it. You look at the teams in the in the Pac-12 that they've played, there's not a lot of teams that you can say, those guys aren't going to put up any offensive numbers, and they sure. have been throughout. And so, yeah, I think Michigan's uh, it's better than Utah, but I think the numbers, when you look at them, are a little bit skewed. We have uh, Utah going up against USC and Oregon's uh, air raid offense, and you look at what you, uh, Michigan's been going up against. So I definitely see that, but yeah, you look at UW's, they are going to put – It's not apples Michigan to apples. To no, it's absolutely not, and that's why I'm excited because we really can talk the shop, but it's going to come down in the game, and that's where it's going to be proven. I want to touch base just slightly, and I know everybody kind of knows UW's uh, wide receiver room, but I want to – you got Odunze. Everybody knows Odunze. He's got 1,500 yards, 53 uh, – 1,500 – Second in the nation. Yeah, 
13 touchdowns. Yeah, Jalen Pope, 1,122 yards, nine touchdowns. Oh, but then guess what? They got a third and fourth option. Uh, McMillan, 526 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, Bernard, 419 yards, two touchdowns. Both those guys were very involved in the game against Texas. They go four and deep at wide receiver, and they are – Was it McMillan that was hurt most of the year too? Yeah, McMillan. I so believe he would have McMillan. had – He got hurt against yeah. Michigan State while we were there for that game. He's a freaking stud, and he I think he had over 100 yards in the Texas game. I think it, I think it was close to that or – it might not – I might be inflating that stat, but I know he – He's the one with the touchdown, I think, out of those those two. But uh, I'm going to give you all a key matchup here that I think really right. hurt Bama, and Washington needs to worry about, even though they have the best line in college football. But Chris Jenkins, man, that defensive tackle for Michigan is an absolute monster. And that interior pressure put Milrow in a lot of trouble, man. A lot of quarterbacks can prepare for trouble or trouble on the end. When pressure comes from the defense end, they can kind of move. They can slide up in the pocket. They can move to the other side. But when it comes up the middle, it really disrupts them. Chris Jenkins versus those guards and center, like Brailsford, Calipo, like they're going to have to do work against Jenkins because Jenkins can change this game just like he did against Alabama. And I think that is a key matchup. Uh, I have another one. I still one want to remind you that he had a little bit of extra time with those bad snaps. The Phoenix isn't getting bad snaps, and he gets that ball out quick, man. He I ruined, mean, quick. Uh, he, goes, he ruined Ohio State's year too. So let's not let's not just say it was. Yeah, a with that one sack, him. I mean, this guy is a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous defensive tackle, and he blows they up did, guards and centers. Ohio right State didn't have a should be national title champion and should be Heisman. They had a guy who transferred to Syracuse. I'm just saying he he still came in and he put that quarterback on the on his back when it mattered. He blew up that guard. He blew up. Centers, it's been doing it all year. And Ohio State's offensive line is so bad, they're taking a transfer from Alabama. They can't snap the ball. <laughs> no, yeah, I agree. that's a great point. This, this is, I'm just saying, this is a monster <laughs> against a monster. These are two great components of this game. You have a great defensive tackle group of Michigan versus that interior offensive line of Washington. This is going to be a great battle that I can't wait to see. A lot of these going to talk about the wide receivers and the quarterbacks and Oh yeah, Johnson and Corn, but this this interior battle between Michigan's defensive tackles and Washington's guards and centers is going to be is going to be a, a magical one. I'll and to that respect, go to the other line of scrimmage. I mean, go against Washington's defensive line against Michigan's offensive line. I think Michigan's offensive line is drastically underrated. They keep them in the game. They make huge holes. I mean, did you see that run? That jump cut by Corum was amazing, beyond amazing, but that this lane offensive that line they opened is not up. underrated, man. They came in projected to be the number two best offensive line in college football. They're not underrated at all, man. Like, they, they didn't win the Joe Moore this year, but they're still right there with Washington. I don't yeah, know they won it two years in a row before that. Line, but they're they're easily a top ten offensive line in college football, so let's not say that they're underrated. They're, they're Everybody knows they're a damn good unit. To me, Brazen Trice for the defense end, Linebacker, whatever you want to call him for Washington. He's kind of a hybrid. He needs to ball out, man. If Washington's defensive line wants to give trouble against this awesome offensive line of Michigan, he has to be the one. He has to have a career game. If he gives any hopes of Washington's defensive line holding down in the trenches against Michigan, it all comes down to Trice for me. Hey, do you think that there's that little mental edge for Michigan's offensive line since they weren't voted the Joe Moore Award winners this year and Washington got it, that they have to show out in this game? Or is that not added a motivation? I mean, do they take that as a slight? 
I don't know. Um, it's it's easy. I mean, again, they think they're victims of their own cheating scandal, so probably. Yeah. I, I want to give uh, James a shout out for being able to fill in the text box this time in his comment, and I just I want to I want to make point of that. Hey, appreciate you, hey, James. You, what's you're up, growing, man? You're growing with us, and I just want to give you a shout out. I saw you down there, and uh, happy to hear from you this time. Yeah, James here every time, man. We appreciate every you time. Doing. Yeah, and now it's growing. actually got words. Let's take a few minutes yeah. to hit some comments since we did that. Let's do it. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. Pull let's up. Little, let's take a mid heat break. I was starting to get a little warm, you know. <laughs> Since finally, okay. A game well, I don't we, hate you can't speak. Uh, we can't speak for that, but yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> James, James says Washington 24, Michigan 21. Let's okay. get some more Defense comments on these score up. predictions. That's a good score prediction. Yeah, Judah Phillips, hey, that's respectable. Washington quarterback will determine the outcome of this game if he played good yes. like he did versus Texas. They'll have it in the bag. Michigan defense is good, but not great to win this championship. That's a nice little, nice little breakdown. He goes even further. Man, is back. Alabama in the second half protected the QB in the second half, and they hanged in the game. They did. The goat made some amazing halftime adjustments, and and they played out. Washington. If it weren't for those bad snaps, man, they would have drove down to start the third quarter and scored a touchdown. It looked like. I mean, they were driving well. And, and then just uh, because Troy, of that, Ohio State's like, let's Troy, bring them on. In the comments, what's up, Troy? He says, good Lord, these guys, Hunter, they invite Huskies and Ducks on. Sheesh. Apparently, you're not, oh, they're not man. a fan of you, man. That's hey, all right. Bring it on. <laughs> must bring be it on. With pride. Sounds like a Trojan fan if he's calling in, Hunter. We need yeah. these West Coast people. Come on. Now, Sydney, it's Big man. Ten country now. I'm glad you I like, put in comments, Sydney. <laughs> That's good. Both these teams. Come on now. Come on, we, we all needed to laugh. Thank you. <laughs> man. These are beautiful radio faces. You're telling me. Look nice. at this thing, man. Beautiful Thanks. radio faces. I didn't even shave. I'm just glad you that's put what, the That's what I've always been told. Mate, uh, I got a face for radio. There you go. That Troy guy sucks. That Troy guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about himself. <laughs> it says, I heard college football dogs is bringing in more contributors. Yeah, man. If you want to write about the same football, thing, if you want to join the team, look up college football dogs. They're hiring. They're looking for more people. They're trying to grow their brand. Look into them, man. Then we Bring got it on. And we'll get back into it. Washington 30, Michigan 27, says Sydney. And FSU then undefeated. Here we go. Troy says, Huck the Fuskies. Bitter. I get it, Troy. We we love that saying too. <laughs> Huck coon. the Fuskies. And then Screw Huskies blue. 31, 28. Go Huskies. Alex is a notorious Buckeye Damn. fan who owns Buckeye. There's a lot blue. of Washington picks in here. I'm surprised by that. Yeah. Of course, he says, Screw the blue. And then we got one more. Kevin Mahoney. Michigan's defense is tough. But as a Bama fan, I can admit Washington has a better O-line and overall offense. They will score on Michigan. The question is if Washington's defense could slow down Michigan's offense. Absolutely true, man. For sure. That's awesome breakdown, Kevin. Like pretty much what we said, he summed it up in three sentences. In yeah. a nutshell. And then for you, Steve, OSU is junk. <laughs> Oklahoma <laughs> State University. Who, hey, who said that? Colin says Michigan 31, Washington 17. He's coming from the Seattle suburbs. Ooh. He's not going to make it long. <laughs> All right, let's get back into it, man. Any other keys to hey, the game? Hey, 
Hey, don't we have a commercial to run? Aren't we trying to make some money on this oh, show? Yeah, we got to keep the lights on. You know, man, gotta, we got to keep these radio faces nice and, and lit up, you know. But let's get All let's right. Go. Let's do what it. We doing? What are we doing? What, what kind of commercial are we feeling? Are we getting spicy? Yes, uh, we're getting Danos for sure. Spice. Let's get spicy in the comments. Let's get spicy. Bring that spice. Bro, let's get spicy Danos in here. I want that burrito now. Seasoning, food's favorite flavor. Yum, yum, get you some. I'm Joe Burrito, your favorite burrito. Whoa, whoa. Joe, hey. we all know you're the best. What? You can always do better. Try the new Dano's Hot Chipotle. Hey. Ooh, that's spicy. Yum, yum. Yum, yum, get you some. Boy, I'm hungry now. I'm going to have to give me mm. some food after this. Got mm. the Dano's. Like I'm firing up the grill. We got some Ooh. snow in Wisconsin. We don't stop grilling because we don't care. Spicy Danos is going on them burgers for sure. But anyways, I'm going to give you all another key to match up that I'm eager to see. Will Johnson, the cornerback for Michigan. Some people consider the six-ranked cornerback in college football, right behind Travis Hunter, if that gives you an idea of how talented he is. But he will have his 6-2. We talked about Rome. We talked about Polk. This guy, man, there's a lot on his shoulders. He's going to have to ball out, man. Like, He's not getting any breaks. Ain't no time for no water. Will Johnson is three interceptions. His thing. I, he ain't getting no three interceptions. Ain't no damn way. He's had no. I mean, on the year, he's yes. had three oh. interceptions and four <laughs> pass deflections. It, and that D ranks second in passing yards allowed, tied for third in interceptions. So I mean, they're up there. But like we said, we mentioned before, they have not pay, faced a lot of top fifty offenses in terms of passing. Alex fact, says only Will Johnson two. is going to get cooked. There's definitely enough fryer pans on that oven to cook his ass. They got he's six two. I mean, he's got some length do. in there, so he he's going to probably be matched up against a doozy a doozy the whole game. And that's great. And we just talked about the depth that they have. I mean, Polk's going to burn them. He put up 122 mm-hmm. yards against Texas. You you can stop one, but you can't stop them all. They even involved. Well, they their, got another DB and Westover. Like, yeah, sure. They, they don't got four to go across. I mean, they UW can they might not have four. line it up. They they know how to ball out there. They they start involving their tight end last game with Westover. What did he pull? He pulled uh fifty nine yards off six receptions. Uh, they're they're balling out. They they got options. Alex brings up another great point. This is oh. not the first time Michael Penix has seen Michigan, or if they win, beat Michigan. Can that Indiana? Oh man, yeah. I forgot about that in the overtime, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. At, dude, didn't he run that? Right didn't he run that to win the game too? I, he hit that pylon. I believe that that was a run right. by, by the Phoenix. So when the game's on the line, that boy is going to tuck it and run. I'm telling you, this is going to be the key to the game. Watch Phoenix run. And you if I'm watch, wrong, like watch Phoenix's run, what? I want the Phoenix to run. <laughs> I want to see it. All right, man. I, I've went through all my key matchups. Chris Jenkins versus that Washington offensive line. The defensive tackles versus that offensive line. Will Johnson trying to cover these wide receivers. Braylon Trice against that Michigan offensive line. Y'all got anything else? I think the one thing we left out was that other DB for Michigan, Sandrasil. He had five interceptions and six pass deflections on the year. He's he is the other corner. guy that's going to match up. Yeah, and he gets a lot of tackles too. I mean, you hear his name all over the place. That's another guy to watch out for. He's going to be the other guy to match up against Polk. So we'll see what happens. I'll give you a hidden weapon for Michigan. Edwards, man. 
Edwards has been quiet this year. Like I thought coming in to this season that Edwards was the more talented running back as far as like skills. Now I don't think he could ever carry Mm -hmm. the load that Corum built, but I thought he was a more explosive running back, but we haven't really seen nothing out of him this year. Nothing substantial anyway. Yeah. No, I, one other area that we just really haven't touched on. We talked about Dylan Johnson. Is he a hundred percent healthy? Is he, is he not? It sounds like he's not. They could be relying on their backup running backs, which is something they really haven't done all season. He's been healthy all season. He's been doing his thing. The the two guys they got behind him is Will Nixon and Tybo Rogers. One's a freshman, one's a sophomore with very little experience. They've combined for 276 yards on the season with only one touchdown. They really haven't used them. They haven't used them in the garbage time. They haven't used, you know, the, UW has gotten up on some teams and and they really haven't called their number to to use them in that time. And so that kind of worries you. It's like what what's back there besides besides Johnson, okay? And so that's something. If he goes down, look there where it's going to be a big mystery of what's coming out that's of the, that freshman and sophomore running back duo. But yeah, that's like yeah. That, what did what she said? What's back there behind Johnson? <laughs> oh, <laughs> the national championship trophy. That's, <laughs> that's there. You go. <laughs> hey, do we got some other big. news we want to talk about? Hold on, hold on. We have a. Oh, we got to hit up these comments, man. New comment yeah. out of rhythm fantasy sports let's put it this way michigan only has two main targets for receivers roman wilson with their tight end the only thing michigan has is a run game well yeah you gotta give jj a little bit more credit than that man you do i don't think their wide receivers are dynamic and he's kind of right I it's don't kind of think right. that that's commenting on JJ's ability. I think that's commenting on the on depth the wide they have at wide yeah. receiver room. They just don't yeah. have it like UW has. And so, yeah, he has two main targets, and that's it. You go down UW's list, and you'll find a target all over the, the depth chart there. And and oh, yeah. so I, I believe in that. I, I think that the only way UW, uh, UW gets beat on this is if Michigan runs all over them and they can't stop that run. I think they're going to stop the pass. Yeah, turnovers. That's something, like you said, Michigan's been much better at the turnover ratio. You look at even just interceptions, you got uh, Michael Penix. He's thrown nine, which is a very respectable number on the season, but J.J.'s only thrown four. He throws a lot less, but Mm -hmm. he's been going up against tough defenses, and he's only thrown four on the season. So he really does not turn the ball over. And like you said, J.J.'s not the problem. It's all the options around them that might be the problem. Yeah, yeah, good clear up, man. That was good. That was good. And JJ extending plays, too, is the difference maker. I mean, you can make up for the lack of receivers by being able to get out of the pocket, throw across the body while you're on the run, which he does all the time. Uh, It's dangerous, but he does it and he completes it. That that catch he had against Alabama where he had the one-on-one arm catch. Oh, yeah. 30 years. Oh, man. Shit, you could show you could see and the athlete in them for sure. That's the uh, other thing. They're getting impressive with their play calling. I mean, uh, if you go back to against Ohio State, the plays that they called, I mean, they were running some trick plays. They ran the trick plays. They're getting aggressive. And they're they they're ran it against us too, man. That's who they are. Absolutely. For sure. All right. Y'all want to get into score predictions? I want to get into score predictions. I'm All right, Jamie. This Take it away. Here. First score prediction for the Big Ten Backer Podcast. Bring it out. Hey. 
Number one reason I'm picking this team is because every time I pick against them, they win. So I'm going to pick UW to win this game here, and I'm picking them to win 31-28. I do think they have the better chance. I counted them out each time, each time I count them out. Michael Penix has played like a man on fire. Like He has been balling out. He destroyed Oregon. He went on and was hands down the best player on the field when he played Texas, and it's crazy that he didn't win the Heisman this year. I understand the voting. I understand why he didn't get it. But watching him play these last two games, he is clearly the best player in college football, at least right now. He's the man of the playoffs. He's the man of the bowl season. Like, he's been balling out. I expect him to do the same. It's going to be tough. Would we say uh, you uh, Michigan gives up nine and a half points uh, a game? They're going to be giving up a lot more than that. I give them 31 I think uh, Michigan's able to put up 20. I think it's going to be a close game. I'm really hoping it is a close game. So that's what I got, 31-28. Man, you are picking the team that put your boys to bed twice, man. That's got to be hey, tough. Right in hey, the nutsack, beat, man. They beat us. Hey, if, if Michigan Ooh. loses by more than three points, Oregon is the second-best team in college football. Just saying it. <laughs> we lost one twice you, at three points. Oh, man. You just mutilated your ball sack, man. Cut them I off know. and handed them. I know. Handed them to it's your not, rivals. Hey, man. Woo. Can't beat them, join them. I still hate them. There you go. You know, this is this is a real <laughs> tough pick for me because at the very beginning of the year, I said Michigan would win the national title. But after washington beat the ducks twice i was like yo that's a team of destiny i'm not picking against them anymore this season i picked against them both times against oregon and i'm not picking against them again man i got washington i got those huskies welcome to the big 10 seattle can't wait for you guys to be here you can flash that national championship ring right in all of our faces upon arrival i'm gonna go with 36 24 huskies Okay. So much like Jamie, I predicted Washington to be in the national title game at the beginning of the year. A lot of people thought I was crazy. I told, I said they were going to be Oregon the first time, but for some reason I bought into all the ESPN hype. I listened to Jamie too much and I bought into Oregon when they played him the second time. I was stupid, 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 stupid. Man, Michael Penix is too much, too much for Michigan to win by a lot. I'm picking Michigan to win this game. They're going to get it done. They're going to get their first outright title since 1948, and they win this one 38-34 against the Huskies. Michigan brings a title back to Ann Arbor, and I got one more question for you guys about this game since we got a Buckeye fan and a Duck fan. Boom, Oregon and Ohio State. <laughs> their rifles. Ready for a national tidy. Ha, tidy. Natty, how's it feel? How does it feel? It is – it's all good as long as Washington wins, man. It's cool. Yeah, I'm, man, I'm, Get them I'm to the that brink and then shoot them down. I, I am going to be watching this game surrounded by Husky fans, and I will drink their tears if they lose, and I will love it, dude. It is That's what I'm hoping for. I don't like Michigan either. I'm going to get that clear. I'm not a big fan of what we're about to see, but I am happy for the Big Ten that these are the two teams that made it. I'm happy not to see an SEC team. But it is so hard. I just picked UW. You told me I just hey, handed him my ball sack. That was terrible. You did. That hurt on a platter. It was tough. Yeah. It was tough, man. And I, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't enjoy any of this, but I do have to respect what I've seen on the field. And I've seen UW live more than any other team that I've seen this year. And 
yeah, I I don't know. I guess I'm picking them. I don't know if I'm pulling for them, but I'm picking them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, not only are you excited for the Big Ten, but you're excited for the Big Ten backers. We get to have a national champion on our yeah. podcast starting what do you think they're talking year? about on the on the sec uh podcast just just crying like this is yeah. bullshit doing what we have been been in. georgia would have been either of these teams man no they're like shit we really screwed florida state yeah <laughs> at least they would have represented us you know they have some piece yeah. of the pie in that one thing that's interesting uh, to me is with all the cheating scandal if it gets proven and it comes out from the ncaa here and over the the off season is michigan become the villains of college football. Are they already the villains of college football? Imagine them winning it, and then they find out they all this stuff they said was true. They were hacking into people's systems and stuff. Hey, that can be a very, Once very you get the title, dynamic, man. The asterisk doesn't really matter, does it? Oh, I agree. Like, Reggie, Reggie Bush for. didn't win the Heisman? Yes, he did. I'm just saying they're going to be hated for it. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying they yeah. didn't win it. I'm not saying they didn't earn it. I'm not saying But any champions hated anyway, them. so it doesn't matter. I'm just saying that puts nah, a, little extra, I, a little extra coal in the fire. I, one I'm question I got for you, too. No, Go I'm, I'm going to stay on this one real quick. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit, Steve. I, you, you bring up Reggie Bush. It did not help his performance by getting paid a little extra to play some college football. You talk about what possibly Michigan has been doing. This could have completely altered all of college football. Sure, maybe a lot of the teams are doing it. Maybe they're not. But if this is solely a Michigan thing, like there is something. You look at – the freaking trash can pounding Houston Astros that that hangs with you that stays with you and that is a bad taste in your mouth it doesn't go away. But you did look, they win the Bonds, did they win the World Series? Yeah, great. They but no, they won it. But it, there is a there's the asterisk there, you know. And, and people would a little bit. would be pounding the drum saying that that you know the Huskies were the national championship, whatever you know, whatever they say. If all this comes out and it's as big a deal as what everybody's saying it is. I think there is a little bit to that. I think that that competitive advantage is a reason why Barry Bonds is struggling to get in the Hall of Fame. There's a reason why these best people, they lose respect when this stuff comes out. You may have won, but there's always going to be somebody being able to talk shit to you, even though you're a national champion. You should never have somebody be able to talk that uh, shit to you and have validity to it You know, yeah, when you win at the highest level. LSU team, because everybody no. loved that offense. Everybody loved that team. Best one of the best offenses in college football. Michigan will never do that because yeah. there will be so many haters because of this. They're the villains. Candle. They're the villains, and the they're going to lose. They're going to lose recruits for this. Jim Harbaugh is going to leave if this comes down. And all this stuff is happening. Jim Harbaugh. There's going to be no matter what. Great. Happens. Regardless, this whole thing is like it is going to. It is going to produce a, you know a black cloud over them, and and I think if it comes down and drops the hammer like it's looking, then then yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of downstream effects and cool. You won the national championship. You did it. You got away with it for the year, but I think there is going to be a lot of effects that come or from fun it. phrases. We need the Penix to drop the hammer on Michigan. Hey, I got a question. I got a question. Hey, for as long as he you. brings the Johnson. But yeah. yeah. Johnson. <laughs> All right. Ready to go. Okay. Go ahead. It, Steve. If this game gets out of hand, who's more likely to win? If it's a close game, who's more likely to win? If it gets out of hand, factor? I think Washington put this game out of reach of Michigan. I could I could see that. I, I totally could see that. It goes against everything UW has done all season long. The team that has been able to put people away has been Michigan. The other team on the other side, they've played to every team yeah. they've played to their level. So they haven't been able to beat teams by more than 14 or they've been close games, had to make comeback wins against teams they shouldn't have had to make comeback wins against. So I think it's hard to pull away uh, to for 
UW to pull away. It hasn't been in their nature, but I think that uh, this might be different. I, again, I keep rooting right. – or I'm not rooting get, for UW. Man, you're pulling away like a Tucker fan. Yeah. <laughs> you got to think you got to think of this though. I mean, Michigan hasn't had a lot of quality opponents on their schedule. Yeah. They had they had uh I mean, I guess you could count Iowa, they had Penn State, but Ohio State and Alabama were their closest games of the season and those were the two best opponents that they faced, right? Yeah. So I mean, they haven't the put away guys. good teams. We've ignored the commenters for a while. Let's get some of these Get them guys. in here. All right, so Washington sucks against the run. Michigan allows 93 total yards a game. Stats, Michigan D, rocks, and can stop Washington's receivers. I can see Washington letting mm-hmm. Corum into the end zone. Ha. I can see that. I can see I can see Washington letting Corum run wild. I can see that too. He's uh, out of rhythm. Fantasy sports again. I'm all about Washington winning. I think most people are. I think everybody's uh, outside of Arizona. Yeah, but you're <laughs> out of rhythm, man. You're not going to get on that. Alex, Washington winning will be like Michigan having – the hottest woman ever edged the shit out of them only for them to be left with blue balls. Hashtag satisfying. <laughs> I agree. The hashtag but, but made also, that. You look at UW, if they don't win, they have a ton of guys who made the AP All-American either first, second, or third team. They have a lot of guys on their team. They're, this is their year to win it if they do. Uh, that's I think the same thing with Michigan, with though. Yeah. yeah. Out of rhythm, fantasy sports. Michigan are cheaters. I want them to lose. I think everybody. He is an Ohio State fan. That guy is an Ohio State fan. Maybe. It says their title will be as credible as the Astros 2017 title. We should move them to Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor Astros. (laughs) The Ann Arbor Astros. Wolverine shouldn't have shouldn't have been allowed to be in this playoff. I I, we don't have the information on that. It's hard to determine that. And if there's going to be oh, rules, but we if do. there's rules that can be violated, then the NCAA can't violate their own rules and bring punishment before their timetable. So, tomato, tomato. Yeah. If you're going to hold someone to the rules, they got to hold to their rules too. Tool. 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 Tim the Tool Man Taylor. Anyways, all right. I think we did a good enough job breaking down this game. We talked about the title game. Let's hit a couple more subjects and let's get on out of here. Big topics, man. Jamie, you were telling me about this. LSU, hires and recruiting, man. You think they're building to something? Yeah, no, I, I think they are. I mean, like Steve and I have been talking off record here. Uh, he brought it up first, talking about their new defensive coordinator hire. How much they From Missouri. From Missouri. $2.5 million a year. 2.5. A year. 2.5 a year. a year. Highest paid assistant coach in college football, if all those numbers are correct. They are wow. putting an emphasis on defense. You look at the teams who Blake Baker, great. yeah. You you look at USC. You look at LSU. What were they missing? A goddamn defense. What did they go out and do and make their biggest priority is find the the best defensive coordinators available inside their own conference and put them on mm-hmm. their team. They gave them the yeah. money they needed and they found their guy. I think that's about the smartest move that LSU could have done. The smartest move USC could have done. They went and found great defensive minds, and I think that that's the next step forward. I think we just got some news earlier about the number one high school recruit uh, coming in the class, QB, uh, committing to LSU. I think they're trying to do big things. I think they're trying to play a little bit of catch-up, though, to our guys we've talked about earlier. 
Mm-hmm. AJ, who who who's that team that uh, we've been looking at in the SEC? They're playing, trying to play catch up to. All right, I think yeah, everybody's man, Joe trying to play, play catch up to Georgia and obviously Alabama. The goat is retiring soon. I'm not saying he's retiring this year. I'm not going to get into those rumors, but he's old. His his career <laughs> is definitely on the no back half. And LSU, Ole Miss, all these teams are trying to load up to take over this conference after the goat retires. Kirby Smart obviously has a head start on all those on those guys. But, man, LSU isn't playing any games. If you haven't seen Ole Miss in, in recruiting Woo. and the transfer portal, they're not playing any games for damn sure. And Georgia definitely ain't going anywhere. But these teams are ready to pounce on the GOAT's chair once he retires. It's yeah, a Game I, of Thrones down there in the SEC. It is. Exactly. And they're all – I mean, Georgia's been the top dog. I think they continue to be that dog. I think if Nick Saban actually retires, you look at these teams that are loading up, Who's going to take his seat? You know, I, there, there's a lot of options there. Does that, is it one of the current coaches in the SEC? Does that momentum stop for that team? Is it Elaine Kiffin? Is it somebody like that where they are building something at Ole Miss? Does that, get I don't derailed? think anyone's mocking that higher. No, I definitely, I, I think that's, I mean, that's great. I mean, that's a lot of money. I don't know if he's worth that, but that's a great hire, in my opinion. I mean, I yeah. saw what they did against the second and third string quarterback at Ohio State. All right, let's look at these comments, man. Vandy Chris, over from Golden Boot, man. If you want an SEC podcast, man, check out these guys over at Golden Boot. These guys are awesome. They'll break it down for you. A little focus on Arkansas and uh, and LSU there. But Vandy LSU. Chris, man, he's the Vandy guy. If you can't tell by his name, people are mocking Blake Baker. That's what Steve was talking about. He also said, what happened to George – McIntyre. McIntyre. Sorry, I need my glasses. Being the number one QB in the class of 2025. Those comments show up really, really small for me. Uh, yeah, and that, then, that's put your glasses changes on. constantly as he already Come knows. on, put those readers on, old man. Yeah, no. You guys want an exclusive? Of course we do, Troy. Hit us with an exclusive. But anyways, yeah, bring well, one more going out of business sale. We we want to uh, yeah, we want an exclusive on the Pac-12 going out of business sale. That's gonna be <laughs> happening. All Give right, me dude. some Beavers merchandise at Goodwill. <laughs> there you go. All right, Beef. At, I, I got to know. Ohio State, man. They're picking up. They picked up a game changer. Absolute game oh, yeah. changer in the in portal. In the most negative Ooh. way. Seth McLaughlin, man. Tell me about this game changer. Because Hey, man. If you want a guy... Season. If you want a guy make your quarterback scramble like he's got his head cut off, like a chicken with his head cut off, you get this guy, you put him on your team, and you make your quarterback run for his life. You can get this guy, you can lose a playoff game specifically because of him. And if you don't have a qualified quarterback back there, you can go and have a center that can't get him the ball. Great idea. This is Ryan Day, right? Ryan Day is like, hey, look, another guy who loses the Michigan. I want him on my team. Yeah, I don't like this move. I, this move. If you move him to guard, I'm fine. Just don't let him snap the ball ever, please. Oh man, I can't help but laugh because that that's just he did not he did not put for the love of anything best. holy. Do not let this guy snap a ball ever. Go ahead, Jamie. He did Go not ahead. he did not put himself in that transfer portal. He got thrown into it by the rest of the Alabama team and and the fans. I can't believe like that's a guy where you go and you're like, oh, you need a fresh start somewhere. You don't think it's going to be one of the big schools like that. I, I didn't see that coming. Clearly had some talent. If he's starting at center for Alabama, they don't mess around on the offensive line. But the big game happened and he 
He did it all year. Up. And so he couldn't yeah, snap the ball all year. So why why is he going to do better at Ohio State? Because he needs to move start? to guard. That's the only logical decision. That, that could see. I could see that if it's okay. If if he's really good at blocking, let's get rid of this uh, ball out of his hands and and not change yeah. the game that way. Cool. If he that's needs the plan, to touch no balls, then good. No, no ball touching for him. Not one. That's a damn shame. That's a damn. Keep shame. him out of the northwestern showers. There you go. All right, Vandy. Chris is happy to have Jesse. Join the club from Ohio State. They're gonna Vanderbilt is gonna turn him into the best punter in college football. Sure. Yeah. Why does a punter ever enter the transfer portal? I don't get it. At least he went to a great school. Yeah. I mean, that's a good degree. I yeah, guess. Exactly. Makes yeah. sense. It makes sense to me. He's gonna knock that scoreboard down, hitting it. <laughs> knock it right off. He's spinning on the cables. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> All right. I think that does it for our show, boys. Great show, man. Like I said, Michigan wins the title. We'll be talking to you guys after the game. Play That's that commercial to end this show, bro. You don't want to get us on out of here? You don't want to say you're going to I'll get us out of here, but you got to play that commercial, brother. You got to make that money, money. Give them some Bones Coffee right after my. Thank you for joining us, Big Ten backers. I appreciate it. Like, share, comment. You can still do it after the show's ended. And follow us. Bring it. Big Ten backers, we love you. It's been a whole season. We got one more season episode just for the final after this championship game. Come and join us Tuesday night. We'll be live 9.30 Eastern time. God bless, Big Ten backers. Thank you. We're out. We're out. Enjoy some Bones coffee. Sound the alarms. Something monstrously merry is coming to town. Introducing Bones Coffee's newest batch. Inspired by the giddy ghouls of Disney Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Nice work, Bones Caddy. Rich premium coffee infused with frighteningly festive flavors. The Pumpkin King. Santa Jack. Frog's Breath. Rough Weather. And Mudslide Boogie. Can't make decisions by yourself? Order them all. Bones also makes a perfectly marvelous gift for everyone on your nice list. And your naughty list. <laughs> Click the link to get these hauntingly holly jolly flavors delivered right to your door. And it's not just for holidays. Bones has coffee concoctions for all 365 days of the year. Bones Coffee and Disney Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. It's terrifyingly tasty. This year, Bones Coffee will be... Yeah!